Welcome to I Need a Coach, where we interview top coaches, experts, authors, and speakers, hear their stories of success, how they grow their business, what their marketing looks like, and just some tips for success. My name is Adam Packard. I'm the host. And for the last seven years, we've helped over 500 coaches, consultants, experts, authors, and speakers with their marketing strategy, lead gen to generate more opportunities. Today, I'm joined by Tim Gustafson out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Tim has been coaching for the last 20 years. He'll share his experience on how we got into the coaching business, where he is now, what his marketing looks like, and how to build a business with a relationship-based approach. If you're tired of getting messages where people are just trying to sell you stuff in a message, that's not the approach to take. And Tim will share his experience on what he does to open up his network, generate referrals, and build a pipeline of opportunities. Welcome back. Looking forward to having you on the show. Welcome back to I Need a Coach. I'm your host, Adam Packard, and I'm joined today uh, by Tim Gustafson. Tim, awesome to have you on the show. Thank you, Adam. It's great to be here. Great to uh, have spent time with you over the last uh, several months as well. It's been fun getting to know you, for sure. So <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. let's just start uh, at the beginning. You don't have to go all the way back, but uh, tell us okay. a little bit about your your background, your your coaching journey, um, where things are today, and we'll, we'll see where the conversation takes us. Oh, it sounds good. Sounds good. So I... I uh, you know, this whole coaching journey has been a fantastic thing for me. Uh, from the time I was very young, leadership was a very important part of my life. And I learned how not to do things and how to do things. And um, I, as a young child, I, I grew very quickly. So athletically, I was ahead of most of my peers. But I played team sports, and I couldn't do it all myself. I had to rely on others. And so I learned early on that I had to, to help others. So I became the coach on the court, if you will, or coach on the field. <clears throat> and I can remember distinctly when I was eight years old, I coached my neighbor how to do a left-handed layup. And I don't know why that memory sticks out for me, but that's sort of how it's always been. It's always helping other people to be better. And so in my professional journey as well, I became a manager very quickly as I got into the professional world and started helping other people be better and coach them and help them down the path and so forth. So that has always been part of it, but it never dawned on me to be a professional coach until I had a coach. Uh, when I was at Capital One, I was assigned to coach. I was working on this huge program and... Um, Wow. He came in and he just turned things upside down for me. And I learned so much. And I thought, wow, what an experience that was. The HR guy that was part of our program leadership group, he said, Tim, why don't you go to Georgetown University and go through the executive coaching program? And I thought, OK. So uh, I applied, got accepted. Capital One paid for the whole thing. And it changed my life. The first time I coached somebody, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was in there with all these HR people and, you know, I've got a couple degrees in geology. What am I doing in this, you know, <laughs> this world here? But um, it, it, uh, it truly changed my life. I, at that moment, when I first coached somebody in this, well, we had a small uh, group, a breakoff group, our little cohort was eight. And it was a super intense experience for me and for the person I was coaching and those around us. And I, uh, I learned at that point, this is something I have to do. It's not something I just want to do. This is my thing. Yeah. So it took me a few years, but, um, I, you know, that was 2006. And then uh, I started my own coaching practice in 2015. 
and I haven't looked back, and it's been uh, a wonderful journey. I love to help other people be better. That's that's what I'm all about. And uh, how old were you when it. you were at Capital One and 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 went through that program, or had that had that coach for the first time? Yes. Yeah, so that was 2006. So I was 45. Okay. And I'm 62 now, so it's been okay. 17 years. Yeah, it's it's uh, it just gets better and better. And yeah. I, I sort of joke with people, you know, I'd do this for free if I didn't have to make money. I enjoy right. it so much. So <laughs> the, the story of, of you coaching for the first time, uh, it brought back brought back a memory for me. So my first career was I was a golf pro, right? So oh, okay. Um, I started my career and I always tell people, I love the golf industry, but you work long hours, you don't make much money and you never get to play any golf. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> it was fun for a while, but I remember when I had to give my first lesson and the guy, I know they were charging like 150 bucks for a lesson and I have to know what I'm doing and I have no idea. It's literally like, you know, fake it till you make it and, and figure <laughs> out, does this guy know that I'm completely BSing right now and have no idea how to, how to fix him? Um, <laughs> But, you know, as long as, as long as they view you as the expert, right? It's like, hey, he's going to be right. He's teaching me a golf lesson, right? So same thing in the coaching when you're getting going. You got to get that experience first and then kind of learn and, and grow from that. Exactly. Exactly. And after, I don't even know what my numbers are, but probably 3,500 hours or so of, that I've done coaching, actual one-on-one or group coaching. And, um, yeah, you learn with every person. It's a constant process. But it's uh, it's a real joy when the light bulbs go off and they see it or they get it. It's like, oh, yeah. that's all yeah. worth it. So when you started with your first group of clients, so how did you find your when you when you said, OK, I'm going to do this, I'm going to hang my hat and I'm going to be a coach. What's the business plan? Where do you where do you start with? OK, now I need to find clients. Did you just go to friends and yeah. family? Did you did you do any cold marketing? Did you what was what was the plan kind of getting it launched? Yeah, great, great question. Um I had no idea. I, I, that was my biggest fear of starting a, a business and being an entrepreneur was the marketing thing. Cause I, I don't market myself very well. It's just not something I, I'm real good at. So yeah. So I thought, all right, maybe the people that I know, um, I've made a lot of connections. I was at, when I left, I was at, uh, Wells Fargo. I was managing all their construction for the Carolinas and mid Atlantic States. And so, I had developed a great network of people. And so as a result of that, I had this, this group that I could call upon. And that's what I did. I just started going out and talking to people that I knew and got a couple of jobs. Took, took about six months to really get things rolling. But then it was word of mouth for a while. And that went on for several years and, uh, you know, did very well. COVID hit. I started Vistage as a Vistage chair. So back into the cold calling world, which I don't really enjoy much, but, uh, um, yeah, so it, it uh, but that first, that first foyer into, uh, trying to get clients was pretty scary. That's, yeah. um, that's a, a little tough bit different environment. Yeah. So, yeah. And what, 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 so. what did you decide to do when you, when you started the coaching business? Did you have programs like, uh, packages or was it hourly and how did you kind of come up with, uh, what am I worth? Yeah. Oh, wow. That, yeah. Good question. Um, <laughs> zero, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, I think the, the, uh, you know, original approach was we're going to figure this out on an individual basis. I'm not going to come in and say, Hey, here's the package that's going to make you successful. And I still, to this day, I don't have that. So I ask people, you know, what they want. 
we talk about what their needs are, we sort of figure that out. So it's a co-active kind of process. Um, and that's what I learned at, at Georgetown. It's co-active coaching. And so you have to figure out, because I'm not the expert in them, in the individual, in the client. They're the expert. My job is to get get out of them what they need to get out. And so I do that by asking the questions. And that's the key is, is you know, getting the right question for them to get that inside out learning. You know, that's still the basis to this day. My belief is that every individual has everything they need inside them. And my job is to get it out so that mm-hmm. they can see it, they can feel it, and then they can take it where they're, wherever they need to go with it. Yeah. Um, so you yeah, mentioned so Vistage. It, so are you doing coaching in addition to Vistage as well? And you can tell everybody a little bit more about Vistage too, but is it yeah. kind of a combination? So you do some individual coaching and then you also have the Vistage group? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I've got my applied leadership <laughs> coaching business. I do that with clients that are, you know, not Vistage people. And uh, yeah, and, th- and that includes individual coaching as well as team coaching. Uh, so that's, you know, a little bit different animal um, with the team coaching, but it's all fun. It's all yeah. good to help people uh, grow yeah. and develop. Well, tell us a little bit more about so, Vistage. So how did you come across that? Um, what's the, and, I, and obviously I know about Vistage, but maybe not everybody yeah. on the this listening does. So tell us a little bit overview on what Vistage does and how you, how you came across that and what made you want to join. Excellent. Well, so Vistage sought me out. They asked me if I wanted to be a Vistage chair. And a chair is someone that does coaching as well as facilitates meetings. So they sought me out. I had to build my own groups. And the groups that I build are CEO peer groups. So these are local to our area, and I'm in Charlotte. So these are local Charlotte CEOs and presidents and business owners, um, founders of companies. And and the interactions that we have in Vistage, you know, we all have issues. Even if you're a CEO, you've got issues. So we bring those issues to the table, and you've got a group of peers that helps you to solve and resolve or at least figure out a path to resolution on issues that you might have. So that is a extremely powerful uh, approach to leadership development and growth of your company. So that that's really what Vistage is about in its core. So we have, I've, I've got a couple groups of CEOs uh, and there are non-competing companies. We have different industries. So you have this, this diversity of people, diversity of thought. Uh, we bring in speakers. They talk about, whatever we want them to talk about. We bring in Vistage has, a, I don't know, 1,000 to 1,500 different speakers, experts in their field, from AI to uh, leadership development to um, HR to hiring, firing, culture, finance. I mean, whatever topic a CEO needs, it's available. And we can choose from maybe five to 10 speakers on every topic. So we bring them in. They provide workshops. So we learn and grow the afternoon, we process issues, and then I coach them one-on-one uh, each month, uh, each of the CEOs. So it's a full package, and um, you know the average stay for uh, these CEOs in a group is about six years. So they're finding, obviously, finding, they're finding value. value for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. So, so um, yeah. if you were starting your coaching business over mm-hmm. from day one, you've got your certification. <laughs> What would you have done different? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, well, knowing what I know now, 
I'd be more confident in my skill set and what the value is that I bring. Because going out, going out into the world, you don't really know. Uh, you don't know until it's tested. At least that's that's my my view of it. So I have gained a lot of confidence over the years that yeah, I'm bringing value to people, and I think if I would have had that at the beginning, that probably would have made a difference. It's sort of a uh, juxtaposition, though, because you know you don't have the confidence until you do it and all that. Right, but right. Um, I think that's probably one thing. I think another thing I probably would have gotten uh, help with regard to marketing earlier. Uh, my mind doesn't think in that way, and so having uh, somebody to help me, like yourself, uh, to help me down the path of how do you connect with people? What's what's a way that's going to be helpful and acceptable to them? You know, versus cold calling. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a tough road. How long did you cold call so, for? How many people did you cold call? Oh my gosh, I'm almost embarrassed to say. Um, I think it was about 2,600 people. Oh my gosh, all in your and local I, area? Yeah, all in the local area, and I probably reached out to them uh, eight to ten times. So we're and any, any fun stories there? Guys hanging up oh on you, gosh. yelling oh, obscenities. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, but, you know, the vast majority of the people just don't return calls. You know, it just it's a it's a hard thing out of 100 people. You know, maybe you get 10 people that you talk to and maybe you get one person that says, oh, yeah, it sounds good. Let's do it. It's, yeah. it's when you told me you were doing deal. that. I was like, oh, my gosh. I imagine picking yeah. up, you know, old school, picking up a phone. Right. It's got to feel like it weighs 50 pounds. You're like, oh, oh. here we go again. I got to. Smile yeah. and dial, but I did cold calling back in the day too. And did, I think okay. I had one of those fancy dialers, right? So you just load the numbers in and just hit auto dial. <laughs> so I could do like a hundred, hundred dials in like eight minutes and then only, you know, <laughs> transferred over if they picked up. Um, but man, what a tough way to go. So, so yeah. anybody that we've sent a message to on LinkedIn, have you cold called? Did they ever say, Hey, you cold called me two years ago, but now you sent me a LinkedIn message. Has that happened yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've had some fantastic discussions uh, in this networking approach. And um, I have, you know, as as we had connected together, I'm giving back into the community. So I'm making these connections with people and I'm connecting them to my network. Yeah. And wow, it's, it, this is it's so fascinating. And many of the network people, people that I'm connecting them to are my Vistage members, these CEOs that run a pharmaceutical it. company or yeah. or whatever, you know, or a marketing company. Yeah, and they love it. So it's creating opportunities in lots of different ways. And, you know, there'll be there'll be opportunities for people that are interested in Vistage just because, oh wow, okay. Yeah. Um, and I just in fact I just talked to a gal the other day and she said, Oh, I, well. Can we talk more about Vistage? I said, yeah. well, sure. So we're going to have tell, a conversation offline. It's fun. Just from a marketing standpoint, I mean, if I could just let coaches know that just don't try to sell what you do in a message. Yeah. I mean, no yeah. one's, especially if your price point is a couple thousand dollars minimum, right? You're not going to sell that. You have to build a relationship. Yeah. You have to start a conversation. Yeah. You have to add value. Yeah. And unless you do that, you're just going to burn through connections. And yeah. yeah, that worked back in the day when LinkedIn let you send a hundred connection requests a day and you didn't have to be very good and you could just spam people and one out of a hundred yeah. responds and you're like, Oh, this is working. But now with the limits, you've got to be more efficient. You've got to just yeah. be different. Right. So just stand and out. It lands better. Yeah. yeah. It stands oh, out, right. It lands better with people. And, 
And, you know, I truly believe that this is the way to go because I'm, again, back to my motto is just helping others succeed. Yeah. And so what I am connecting to somebody on Vistage may not be what they need or coaching may not be what they need, but they might need a connection to somebody. And guess what? I've got a huge network. I know somebody I can connect you to. And I do that and I, you know, send a introduction and off they go. I may or may not hear about what happens, which is fine. But I have heard back from a couple of people, yeah, and it's been pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. When that when that happens, when it works, you know, if and when they have a need for you, your coaching, Vistage, whatever it might be, because of the way you approached them, yeah. you're the first one in line. Right? Yeah, or they, they refer me to somebody. Yeah, which is yeah. you know that's wonderful. So yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like networking yeah. groups where you go to the networking group and everybody's just trying to sell each other. It's like I've <laughs> yeah, done those. Right. I've done those for years. It's like. Uh-huh. I'll buy your product and you buy mine and vice versa. And that just, that was never my goal when I went to a networking group. It was to meet you and say, who do you know? If you need my right. stuff, that's great. But right. I want to get into your network because you know way more people uh, in this space than I do. So, you know, how can yeah. we figure out something where I can add value to them versus me just trying to sell you my stuff and make it more transactional, yeah. make it more relational? Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that's awesome. Any, any uh, last uh, nuggets you want to share? Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, let's see. So I think one of the things that I have learned uh, through this process as I've been working with these executives and leaders is that, you know, being at the top is hard. It is a hard place to be um, because, one, people don't necessarily share their honest opinions about what's going on in the company. So you're sort of, a you know, out on an island in a way. Um, the other thing is, you know, you're at the top of a company and the company might be 10 people or it might be 3000 people. And there are not too many people in this world that are comfortable being the leader of 3000 people. Uh, so this, you know, this whole idea of an imposter syndrome comes to play with, to some degree, with most everybody. It's, mm-hmm. wow, how, what am I doing? Do I really know? I don't know what to do about culture. I was a technician. I did great at the technical You're stuff. You're a geologist. What's a geologist exactly. going to do with culture? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so it's that kind of thing that um, we run into all the time. And so, yeah, having a coach is super helpful that, you know, it could be one, a sounding board, but then there are these questions that hold you accountable and help you to really think through the value of what you're providing as a leader. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's uh, it's fun. It's a fun fun gig and and a fun career it's a great way to end my career i guess as i do this yeah so what's the plan for 2024 and beyond what's the what's the goal when you're going to hang up the your hat and say i'm done not really even in sight at this point i'm having too much fun and uh um i know my dad's 75 he's still working and and, (laughs) you know like you know he's gonna work and you know for the rest of his life it's just you know you find something you love to do and you keep doing it Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm here for five, 10 more years. Who knows? We'll we'll just play it by ear, see how it goes. Awesome. And where can people find you and and learn more about your work if they want to connect with you? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Tim at alccoaches.com is probably the easiest way to connect with me. I also have a Vistage email, which is tim.gustafson at vistagechair.com. And then uh, phone number 704-995-3870. Uh, always available to uh, connect and to help people out. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, so, pleasure to have you on. Uh, I'm excited for the work we're going to do this year and beyond. And uh, yeah. uh, thanks for taking some time to, to share more of your experience. Sounds great, Adam. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Chat soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of I Need a Coach. If you've made it this far, I genuinely appreciate your dedication. Putting this podcast together takes a lot of time and energy. In return, we only ask one thing, which is if you could please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps our show get in front of more people so we can help more people. This is Adam Packard signing off. Keep coaching, keep thriving, and see you in the next episode.